What's up guys, in today's episode we touch on just about everything. The government, big pharma, the needles, medical doctors versus homeopathic doctors, whether cancer is curable, you name it. We go through it, the financial system, Bitcoin, oh man, I probably forgot 30 things. I hope you enjoy it. What do you say? Let's get to it. Hit him with the music, Johnny. The ancient Romans had a <clears throat> had a uh, a saying in their law that said, "Quote: Let them who wish to be deceived be deceived." Quite simply, the Roman law was: If you're so stupid to want to be deceived, go ahead. <laughs> if you had any brains at all, you'd do your homework and take many, many days and hours. Uh, the kind of thing that uh, Sir Lawrence Gardner does. Spend a lot of time researching, studying, and then you're going to find out, yes, what we're faced with in this world is consensus reality. It has very little to do with the real truth. The real truth, you better wake up and find out, has been around you all of your life. You just didn't see it. <clears throat> a classic example, a humorous one to start with, a more serious later, um, I don't know if any of you have ever heard of this. It's been around for a while. Abraham Lincoln was elected to Congress in 1846. John Kennedy was elected to Congress in 1946. Abe Lincoln was elected president in 1860. John Kennedy was elected president in 1960. The names Lincoln and Kennedy both contain seven letters. Both presidents were particularly concerned with civil rights. Both of the president's wives lost children while living in the White House. Both presidents were shot on a Friday in the head. President Lincoln's secretary was named Miss Kennedy. Kennedy's secretary was named Miss Lincoln. Both, both were assassinated by Southerners. Both were succeeded by Southerners. <clears throat> Andrew Johnson, who succeeded Lincoln, was born in 1808. Lyndon Johnson, who succeeded Kennedy, was born in 1908. John Wilkes Booth, who assassinated Lincoln, was born in 1839. Lee Harvey Oswald, who assassinated Kennedy, 1939. Both assassins were known by three names, John Wilkes Booth, Lee Harvey Oswald. Both names are comprised of 15 letters. President Lincoln was shot in a theater named Ford. Kennedy was shot in a car named Lincoln. <laughs> made by Ford. John Wilkes Booth ran to a theater and was caught in a warehouse. Oswald ran from a warehouse and was caught in a theater. Booth and Oswald were both assassinated before they could go to trial. And a week before Lincoln was shot, he was in Moreau, Maryland. A week before Kennedy was shot, he was with Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> I read you that 
to impress upon your minds that there is an occult world going on around you. The men in power in this world that we live in are there by divine appointment. So when you hear the term, <clears throat> the divine right of kings, you better look at that because there is such a thing as a divine lineage going on throughout the world that most people just hear and have no comprehension of the implications of our governmental systems over the earth. <clears throat> I'm nowhere near being an authority on anything. I've never been the world's foremost authority on any subject. I feel that I am an ordinary man pursuing extraordinary knowledge. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. This is called Everybody Knows, a new podcast. This is episode one, and you were just listening to someone named Jordan Maxwell, one of the better researchers out there from way back in the day. You don't hear about him very often anymore, but if you think your history is repeating itself by chance, you might want to examine that history. And uh, today, I got Johnny Melrose with me. Always, we're going to be going through stuff that, well, everybody knows, right? All these things that people think they know, that the masses all agree on, but perhaps maybe they've been wrong their whole lives, right? So we're going to open some doors and try to go down some paths, and um, we're not saying we're right about anything, but you know, we're going to explore um, over the course of these episodes a lot of things that what, like we could say, well, everybody knows, right? Yeah. So how are you doing today, Johnny? Uh, I'm doing all right, and I, and I would say, like, what do we really know, you know? Um, Nothing. And that's the that's the whole key of why we're here. It's like, you know, do most people know that there's all those coincidences between the two presidents? You know, when I think about that, I'm like, it's almost like they took a video game and replayed it after 100 years, and they just changed the, the names, you know? Like, right. what is existence and what are we actually doing here? I don't know. But I know that, you know, I grew up in the traditional narrative that you did, I'm pretty sure, right? Um, with the government school system, the indoctrination system, which is... I know that's edgy to say, but really, we spend 12 years listening to <laughs> uh, experts. people, experts, telling us exactly what to know, do, and think, and raise our hand. Yeah, that's right. Can I go to the bathroom? Yeah, you learn to be a good, obedient little bitch that goes to work and pays their taxes and uh, consumes, right? Um, that may be a little bit harsh of a take, but uh, yeah. we'll get into all of that and try to at least explore it. Yeah. I was really good at it, by the way. I was really good. Like, I was really good at being an obedient little oh, yeah. <laughs> student. You know, I, I got, I was a pro. Um, and I thought that that was the way that it is. And you could figure everything out down to the exact, precise millimeter. And you had this control over your life because there's such a structure that we're taught. Um, right. And I, I feel like uh, the older I get, you know, when I was 16, I probably knew everything. And now I feel like I know almost nothing. I don't know if you feel yeah. the same way. Oh, I think everything we know could fit right in the palm of your hand. Like, yeah. it's like yeah. mass, mass indoctrination. We don't know yeah. shit that's important. You might be able to quote friends or something, but that 
that's not something you need in your brain, you know? We don't really know <laughs> anything important. And like you said, you were a good, obedient little student. Um, I went to school with you, and we haven't talked in, what, probably 15 years? And then all of a sudden, while. our paths crossed, and we were talking, and I, I couldn't believe we were on the same page about pretty much everything. Uh, I remember you being a good student, and from my experience, the pretty much the smarter people are, or more educated, or better students they are, um, the more blind they are to what I consider reality, and perhaps it's not, but you know what I mean. The uh, you're you're in that box, you know. You're told what yeah. to think, and you regurgitate it, and you get rewarded, and you go on, and and uh, by the time you're a professional after college and everything, it, it's just kind of a way of life. And I think that's why we see a lot of what we see today because experts like Fauci and experts like Billy Boy <laughs> and all these goofballs on TV that are basically just actors because they're, you know, there's nothing professional about regurgitating what you've been told, uh, especially when it comes to the big pharma textbook. You spend seven years literally, like I said, regurgitating. There's no thought. It's just that's the answer, that's the answer, that's the answer. And by the time you're five years old and you're done becoming a doctor, like, I don't know, oh, man. Yeah. You, your brain is wired a certain way, and that's kind of just the way it is. Well, and people well we kind of become, we, we almost become like socially, I don't want to use the word the wrong way, but like socially retarded, you know? Like uh, the people, <laughs> we, we, you know, we, we get out there and we're so into our books and like then you have to like in, interact with the real world. and. I remember in university, um, I ended up joining a fraternity, a friend of mine got me involved, and one of the things they did is they put us through this like this test, and all of a sudden they're asking me questions about like politics and people, and, and I was like, I don't know any of that. I knew absolutely nothing, and I was already in my 20s, and I didn't even know anything about the world around me, just what I had been studying. Um, and so that was an eye-opener, I was like, maybe I should pay attention a little bit more to what's going on around me. And, um, it was when I started to get involved with that that I started following people like Mike Maloney and all these other people um, that get into hard money ad, uh, advocates and you start learning about what money is and, and, and that's a wild ride too if you start <laughs> realizing you know, what we're actually dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis and I used to always wonder like, okay, I had this debate, I'd be driving in the back of my parents' car be like, okay, so they raise minimum wage but then, but then prices go up. So then they have to raise minimum wage, but then prices, so what actually is going on? And are we actually solving any problems? Are we creating problems? Um, and so maybe, you know, part of this podcast, we maybe to put some light on some of these topics as well as, you know, I know you're well-versed in maybe some of the legal aspects as well, so. Yeah, um, over time, I mean, we'll do episodes on just about everything, right? Uh, the financial system is totally whack. These promissory notes and promissory notes. Fiat, oh, yeah. Fiat <laughs> currency is absolutely insane. Um, yeah. And even cryptocurrency, which, uh, how do I even put this? I mean, it's presented as the solution for sure. But you know, I'm a skeptic of it, even though I own it and I know it's the future. Um, but yeah. because I, I see, I personally, I'll just get it out there. Like, I don't believe this whole Bitcoin story like they don't know who Satoshi is and all this bullshit like give me a break it's the government's currency um, and they're destroying <laughs> fiat right now in the economy and guess what they're gonna have this nice shiny solution for you a fully tracked ledgered monetary system it's decentralized though don't worry right 
Yeah, but you need a phone or a computer to access it. You need to download a wallet. You need to have internet access. Those things are not decentralized. And I'm pretty sure they can turn your fucking wallet off or something if you don't play ball. But that's that's well into the future. Right now, they got to make the conversion. They wanted everyone taking needles, so they created a pandemic. Then they had the solution, right? It's the Hegelian dialectic, right? Problem, problem, react, problem, reaction, solution. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. yeah. So right. they, they reverse engineer that, and um, that's how I view Bitcoin. Uh, if if it's too dangerous for me to speak my mind on Facebook, then you would think it's too dangerous for an unknown currency to take over the world. What if it was Al Qaeda or ISIS or the Taliban or China or the boogeyman? Um, you know what I mean? It's kind of dangerous. <laughs> So since those questions are never asked in mainstream media and we know who operates the mainstream media, I think yeah. I smell what The Rock is cooking. And I can't yeah. stop it, so I'll just get in front of it. Because people think, well, it's kind of risky. It's very volatile. It's mm -hmm. No, if you understand it's the government's currency and you see the push, you see these puppet CEOs like Jack Dorsey and Musk and all these guys supporting it, buying shitloads of it for their company... <laughs> And you start connecting the dots. Not only is Bitcoin the winner, and this is not financial advice, please don't even think that for one second, uh, but you can become a lot more comfortable when you when you operate outside of the box and look from different vantage points and see, I guess, what's going on. Or at least that's how I feel what's going on. I can be wrong and I'm wrong all the time and I'm comfortable with that. It's like it's part of my journey and growing. I always think I'm onto something and then years later it's like I didn't know shit. Uh, and every year I feel like I'm getting smarter, but he, like I said, it's still everything I know could fit in the palm of my hand. So, um, yeah, that's just another topic. I don't know what, uh, what topic you really want to start with here. Well, it, it, it's crazy to think about. One thing that you kind of <laughs> made me think about as well, when you're talking about Bitcoin and all these investments where you can make all kinds of money, there's a guy that I uh, used to do business with, and we're, we're really good friends and his family. I, I basically became like the uncle. And um, so and he's older than me, he's in his 50s, but he always used to say, you know, if you're going to invest, follow the criminals <laughs> because they're not going to lose. They know. Um, and the question is, you know, you might say, well, how do you know that they're criminals? Well, you know, actions speak louder than words a lot of times. You know, if you pay, pay attention, it's funny, though, too, like and maybe I'm pretty sure, Dave, you, really, you would agree with me. Um, all of everything that's going on in the world, the people are like, how would you know that that would ever happen? They literally tell us. <laughs> yeah, they lay out their plans. They put out books and everything. Yeah, and, and then it happens, and everyone's like, how did that? How did that? It's impossible. How does a conspiracy theorists know? Well, they yeah, wrote a fucking exactly. book telling you step by step how they're gonna take over the world. You shitheads. Yeah. They published. And then when it started happening, yeah. <laughs> the World Economic Forum literally laid out the plan. Uh, mm -hmm. Bill Gates did event 201 like three or four months before the pandemic and I'm a conspiracy theorist because I listened to them like what it's yeah. not like I made this shit up <laughs> they told yeah. us yeah I know and then they go on they go on interviews and they talk about like they pretend like they don't know and you see them like we were talking about this before it looks like they're trying not to laugh <laughs> oh, Bill, Bill's always got like the frown so hard he's like I can't even make yeah. that face he's trying yeah. so hard not to start laughing when he's being asked about the safety and... I have a question for you. So, you know, um, everything that I've learned up until now, uh, traditionally through the, you know, I, I think to myself, like, how much of it do I actually believe? And really, it's almost none of it. 
you, how much do you think you believe from what you were taught, say from the time you're, you know, born to to twenty or thirty years old? Um, before I probably believed lots of it, even though I didn't pay enough attention in school, so I probably forgot it all. But uh, now, now I'm like I program myself to just I automatically assume they're lying, and I go from there. If if I can prove it's right or whatever, then okay. Um, but if I hear anything on the news or the government tells me something or it's in a history textbook for grade seven kids, I'm pretty sure it's a lie. Yeah, that's just I, the way it is. I mean, even the history of our life so far, for anyone listening to this, you're probably kind of waking up at least. Um, for me, it was like 9-11 woke me up. The, the planes vaporized, but they found the terrorist passport and they knocked down three <laughs> towers with two planes. And I'm like, what? Uh, is there no detectives asking questions here? Like, how the fuck do you find the passport but not the black boxes for the first time in history, by the way? Um, things like that. And it, it became very clear to me uh, the media's very controlled and the government is also controlled. You get your, your two options. Hey, what wing of the bird are you? Well, it's the fucking same bird, you dumbass. And it's a fucking yeah. retarded bird to begin with. So, yeah, it's... Well, I don't even know. I, I might be able... If I can find this, uh, I'll see if I can find the the picture. But there's this girl that did like uh, she was looking through her family lineage, and it's like Hillary Clinton and uh, and Trump. They're part of the same family tree when you go back far enough. It's like you know you think about like everyone is really uh, you know <laughs> that it's one side versus another side, or really are they just playing this game? And they're kind of capturing us in this whole narrative. It's an illusion of democracy. Well, you get the choice, asshole one or asshole two, basically, right? Yeah, that should be a topic that we, yeah, we could do a whole, we could do a whole thing on democracy. <laughs> yeah, we might as well, because it is a complete illusion. Um, yeah. Uh, so that thing you're just talking about where they found the family lineage, was that some girl doing like a high school or middle school yeah. project? And it was yeah. every president in history except for one could be linked to the same family? Yeah, that's I, right. I did see one on that. So it's like, yeah, they, they keep the power once they get it, okay? Uh, and this course. whole illusion that you have choices is insane. If you think, like, I'm in Canada, I'm not trying to tell you it's any better here, okay? This is fucking pathetic. It's bullshit, our guy's a loser, whatever. But if you think Biden and Trump are the two best choices in America, you're hilarious, right? You can find a better option on every street in America than Biden. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so they obviously, they have their guys, they keep the power. Uh, he was, you know, in Obama's camp, and now it definitely seems like Obama's still running the show, because uh, this guy can barely even talk, unless that's just his character. He could be playing it up like he's getting dementia, he's getting old, he's probably going to die, and then guess what? Kamala Harris will take over. Maybe that was the plan all along. I don't know. Now we're just kind of thinking a little too far and stretching stuff, but... Mm -hmm. I don't know, I would say just be aware of the possibilities because you're definitely being played. There's no such thing as democracy. They're just the CEO of a company. They don't get to make the calls. If I own Amazon and I hire a CEO, do you think the guy that owns the company doesn't have final say? Like, America is not run by these people. They're just employees. No one spends $200 million on a campaign to become president either for a $400,000 a year paycheck if they're not planning on doing horrible things, uh, crime, essentially. What's the benefit? Networking with criminals, 
that's a benefit. Insider trading, making the policy, uh, never getting in trouble for breaking the law. These are big advantages uh, for criminals. And you can imagine how criminals are attracted to power and psychopaths and how they might groom the people after them so that it all stays together in that nice little family that just like we were talking about. Amazing that all these presidents are in the same family tree. Yeah, and I would say too, like when you talk about, you know, you're talking about how criminals find their way in there. It's like, well, you're like, but people are like, well, no, there's good people that are politicians and, you know, they, they really just want to do good. But, you know, I would say, yeah, you know what? On a small local scale, sometimes that does happen exactly. for sure. It does happen. The, the but criminals will keep you out of the fucking top, I yeah. promise you. <laughs> yeah, and why is that? It's because evil is always willing to do more, to go to farther lengths than good to achieve oh. their, their result. And so they'll always do the extreme. They're willing to kill, murder, you know, do play all the games. Whereas someone that's good, they're not gonna play those games. And so over time, they slowly find themselves into more and more positions of power because they will play the manipulation game where someone that's good might think, hey, you know what, I can't do that. I'm a good person, it's morality, right? Um, yeah, and that, that gives you a huge disadvantage um, climbing the ladder. It's going to be yeah. hard to win the game without cheating when you're playing against yeah. cheaters, right? Yeah, you might have a really good game, but if they decide that they want to come kill you, it's a game over. Yeah. You know, or they or they threaten your whole family. <laughs> or, yeah, I mean, people are going, uh, people are dying suddenly, no causes, all this bullshit all the time. Um, yeah. It's, any good detective should be able to figure it out, but... It yeah. seems like they're in the same pocket. It's almost kind of weird like that. Well, look at just during COVID, you had the situation where there was like the president of Tanzania. He was against all the COVID measures and everything else. Well, months later, he dies. <laughs> yeah. And there was two or three of them that happened. You know, I can't remember all of them. It was four. There was four guys there and they're all like in their yeah. 50s and they all dead within four months of each other. Nothing to see yeah. here. Yeah, okay, yeah. so anyone in powerful positions that oppose what's happening is dead now, <laughs> basically. Uh, pretty wild, but hey. Yeah. Oh, be they're doing good in Mexico, though. They haven't, they, haven't, they haven't wiped him out yet, and he's saying some pretty uh, strong things. So um, hopefully it stays that way, because that's where I am right now. But you got the military on the streets, so they're going to have to turn those guys on them, otherwise they ain't getting close enough, right? Yeah. Like, there's literally guys with machine guns everywhere outside where you are. I've been. And uh, maybe that's why he's still alive. <laughs> but but they're really nice, though. They wave at you. They're, they have they drive by in their yeah. truck. There's three guys in the back of the truck, and one guy's they're holding, like, working. a machine gun. <laughs> yeah, they're driving in, like, almost a yeah, tank. It's a little intimidating as a tourist, but um, they haven't shot yeah. me yet. I think they're just happy to have decent jobs because you know how hard that is to come by in Mexico. Um but yeah, I mean, money talks, and um, yeah. it might cost a lot of money to turn those people on him, but uh, with them out there, yeah, he might be safe. And he's one of the few presidents that I believe told Pfizer to beat it. They're not buying the shots for kids and stuff, right? So um, yeah. they might have bigger fish to fry right now, but I don't think they're done with him. But then again, no, I don't places like Mexico is like, it's already oppressed quite a bit, so they got to break down bigger mm -hmm. countries bigger economy countries i should say with more freedom yeah. um probably before they worry about that would that be fair <laughs> yeah i think so and also i mean you have cartels and all kinds of special interests in mexico that aren't afraid to do all kinds of brutal things <laughs> so 
uh, who do you actually, if you take out the president, you still don't control the country. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's probably the same in America or Canada. It's all shadow government and gangs in Mexico. It's presented more as, but same shit as the mafia and, and whatever, right? Um, I'm gonna just dial it back. I'm gonna dial it back for a second because we we started this thing off and we just went straight in, like because uh, Dave and I we've been uh, I know we've been going down the rabbit hole and just kind of exploring a lot of things for probably at least a decade for me. Um, I think it was around uh, 2008 or nine when I started getting into it. You know. Yeah, I was probably 2004. That's a long time ago, but. Yeah, it's a long time ago, right? Like we're talking 15, almost 20 years, you know? Um, and what uh, what I found is that the more that I learned about what was going on, the more questions I had. And then I realized that almost everything that I learned was almost flipped completely on its head. Um, I don't know if you found the same kind of thing. It's like, we're taught one thing, but it's almost exactly totally. the opposite outside of math. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and maybe we just haven't explored mathematics enough. But it seems to check out, that's for sure. But yeah, but I guess they better put something in school that checks out, so it's hard to say. Um, but yeah, like I said, the history of just since I've been alive, I don't buy it at all. I don't believe the, the official story of what happened on uh, September 11th. I don't buy this COVID yeah. shit at all. And you know what the history books will say. So what? Yeah. what in the history books is real? I mean... This has been going on forever, obviously. Yeah. Um, I believe it was the Rockefellers took their oil money and they they got the media and they got the medicine and like the early 1900s or even late 1800s. Uh, I'm a little off on my dates, but this yeah. has been going on for quite a quite a while. And I don't work in absolutes, and I don't really believe anything. I just, as a sports better, I kind of work in probabilities, and I would give it a pretty good probability that we we're probably born right into a psyop where pretty much everything's false yeah. and um, you know, you're going to have to explore your way out of it because history seems to be pretty fake. Um, science, trust it. Uh, you know, we barely even learn proper language and stuff like <laughs> it's pretty pathetic. Now we're all talking in slangs and shit. No one has a clue that legalese is not English. And that's, you know, that's pretty sketchy, but like you said, I've been down the, the law rabbit hole and I have some experience in that. And like, that is some eye opening stuff. Like you have no idea how bad we're getting fucked basically until you look into that stuff. And, yeah. uh, man, it's just, it's everything that everybody knows. And there's all kinds of topics that I can't prove, but I have my questions about everything. Like about oh. the earth, about space, all this shit that's going on, um, everything. None exactly. of it really checks out. Um, and again, that's because I do have a, a small background, I, you could call it, or at least experience in law. And in law, when you're presenting evidence, it has to be concrete evidence. It, it doesn't hold up on the record if your opponent asks for it to be stricken from the record because it's not concrete. And it's gonna be pretty fucking hard to prove in court that the Big Bang Theory happened or any of the shit we're taught in textbooks as if it's fact, because you have to answer that theory on the test, you know? And you just get used to that over your whole life, test after test after test, never questioning anything, because that's not allowed, really. Um, and you just learn to accept it. 
how, how many times do we, like, how many shows are made about space and that are based on all of our assumptions that we learned in high school? Exactly. You know? It's it's almost like predictive programming, but yeah, yeah. it just, it, it every movie you've ever watched has, you know, the Earth come by, Universal or whatever, like, you're just blasted with that but no one's been to fucking space and confirmed this you know <laughs> like um yeah well no nasa nasa has right yeah yeah no has. nasa has but if you google images of earth none of them match so what yeah, the fuck's going on right. why are the continents different shapes and colors and like the only thing that's consistent is the perfect round ball now, i don't want to sound like some flat earther i'm not yeah. i just I've explored it, and both those arguments have holes, and um, I'm unsure. I, I know that I don't know, and most people would go, "You're crazy!" I, of course, it's a spinning ball. We're spinning a thousand miles an hour upside down. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? How do you curve water? Mm. How do you how do you stay walking upside down in Australia right now while the mosquitoes fly away? Like gravity isn't something that's been scientifically proven and would never hold up in court and neither is this curved water where 70% of the earth is water um, it, it requires some magic in the formula and that's why I'm open to these other stories yeah. but then these ones don't really make sense either but that's because it's people trying to piece it together they, they don't know either they've never got to explore Antarctica or space to confirm it so it's just ideas so I don't really believe anything I just, I just don't know and uh, now we're again way off topic but that's another thing like we'll get in depth on stuff like that uh, and I agree please tell us what you think too you know I'm sure there'll be plenty of ways to contact us or leave comments uh, when these podcasts go up and I'm interested I'm open to it if you found theories or videos or whatever like I prefer watching that kind of shit well over TV right now I should be watching NFL because I have bets on it but I don't care <laughs> you know it's not important me watching it isn't going to help it might be entertaining, but it's just going to waste my entire Sunday. Uh, so I'm just going to be productive and talk into this microphone and hope it entertains someone and maybe gets them on a path to um, maybe truth or at least just sets you on your journey, right? Because we don't know really what's true, but we're trying. Well, that's exactly right. You know, and all, all that Dave and I have realized is that if we don't really know what's going on and we're trying to figure it out, <laughs> like what are the odds that anyone really knows what's going on? But then you ask yourself, you know, when you start doing all this research and you're like, okay, well, what's the point? If I can prove to myself that nothing is real in my reality, then what's the point of that? Because you still have to live in this reality. Um, and, you know, what I would say about that is that if you start to understand what everything is built on, the foundations of everything, it gives you a huge advantage. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, totally. In fact, since I've been uh, kind of whatever you want to call it, a truther trying to find this stuff, um, the synchronicities in my life, it just, they, everything's syncing up. I'm, I'm, my paths are connecting with the right people. I'm, I met up with you just through random, completely random chance. Our parents bumped into each other. Like, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah. all these little things have been happening to me and I freed myself from the system. I, I learned all about financial freedom and uh, stocks and crypto and sports betting basically anything I can make money with uh, just using my money and my brain instead of physical labor where I have to put in hours and hours and hours a day um, I put effort into learning that stuff to free myself and um, life's just been better because I know 
deep down, like, I just think that's important. You know, uh, going to school from the time you're five till you're 18, and then maybe college uh, in the best hours of the day, in the best years of your life, just to get a job to do the exact same thing, waste the best hours of the day until you're an old, wrinkly person, uh, and then you die. And that that's the gift from God you're just abusing to chase some dollars so that you can do what? Buy a house. Well, guess who owns the banks? Pay your water bill. Guess who owns that? Your electricity. Guess who owns that? Food. They might not own it. They might they might own some of it, but they get tax on it. And they, it basically, the government's giving you credits for wasting your life, and you're shoving them straight back to the government within what four days of your paycheck, and then right back to it. I'm lucky I got a job. Everyone's so afraid to take uh, responsibility for themselves and try things and not be afraid to fail. And I knew I could fail when I walked away from my comfy government job, but I wasn't worried about that because I know that I can just try something else. And if you want to get on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace or Kijiji and put up an ad saying, I'll, I clean gutters, I build fences, I whatever, uh, someone's going to call you. You don't need a job. You don't need people to give you jobs. You can you can make a job, okay? And if you do that, then you're in control of your destiny and your future and your money and whether you uh, have to jab yourself to keep your job and what hours you work. Uh, and life is just a lot better. And now I'm able to raise my son and make money and do it doing things I enjoy because I took a risk on myself. I built it and they came. As Lisa Simpson, I believe said, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. Yeah, it was probably in the episode, but everything's in the Simpsons, right? Um, well, yeah, and- how could they possibly know? Like that <laughs> clip we showed earlier, Jordan Maxwell, believe yeah. me, if you think all this shit is coincidences, you're not awake yet. History repeats yeah. itself because these people are doing the same rituals, basically. It's occult stuff. And I don't know who they're trying to please, but <laughs> the, they, it keeps repeating itself because it's planned to repeat itself and it's controlled by the same people. And until people realize that, and the news is just propaganda, 100% propaganda, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough to break free of the chains that kind of control you. Because even though you don't think this has any control over you, it kind of does, right? I think it actually really does. And people don't understand that they're being controlled and that they don't have their own thoughts, that they're programmed into them. Well, aren't we, aren't we really, we're really controlled from day one because as soon as we come into this world, we end up, we come through a hospital usually and they make us sign this form and they register our, our, ourselves to the government that we um, now belong to. <laughs> yeah, so you sign, sign yourself over day one, uh, get injected with a bunch of drugs and stuff. Like it's pretty crazy what goes on. Yeah, it's totally wild right from day one. So where do we take it from here? I know we've been off every topic and uh, that's my fault because i just no. start running oh, no, my I, brain i know uh, you're yeah you just you're into it i'm everywhere i like listening to you go off so. melrose <laughs> so <laughs> i would say track. well i mean you're talking about government for a second and um one of the things we have to realize too is that the government takes our own resources and they are able to spend it on all kinds of things um and you know for anyone that's interested in truth or knowledge you know you'd wonder okay well Usually it's pretty straightforward if, you tell, if you're told the, the truth, but then we run into all kinds of things where they start censoring 
Um, they have the government spends so much money on spin doctors and all these things for self interest. You know, think about all the lobbyists and everything else that goes on. Oh, yeah. um, and that again kind of comes back to the evil that gets attracted to the power um, that is in these positions. Um, and right. you know, right now I feel like we're almost getting mocked when you got people like Biden in office because he can barely tie his shoes or say a word. But um, we're definitely being mocked. We're definitely being mocked, and I would say that like. You know, for a long time in my life, I would think, you know, like my parents, my dad was military, and so I was, you know, had a big respect for the country. I was very patriotic to Canada, that's where I was born. And, you know, I thought about like, hey, you know, this is, you know, I should be proud of Canada and everything else because this is the land that I, right? And that's kind of how we're raised. And um, and then more recently, I kind of have had a bit of a change of an idea because, you know, when you think about what the government does and how they operate, you know, they're really, they're terrorist organizations. They use threats uh, by force. They kill people. They, they, they kidnap you and they cage you and they do all kinds of things to coerce you to get you to do exactly what you want them to do. Um, they're supposed to be serving you, but really, um, we're, we're really all serving them. And so when you start really looking into it, um, they're really just the biggest mafia or cartel. Uh, of the yes. region so we just have you know when you say there's 226 different countries you have really just 226 different cartels that are all operating and taxing their civilians to different levels you know um, and totally <laughs> and when you really get into it you find out that canada or the united states or mexico isn't actually land but just a jurisdiction and a corporation and we're all patriotic of the land but newsflash the land is earth and if they just called yeah. it Earth, then we would all unite and we would all have a problem with what's happening in other parts of the world, like Palestine, yeah. where they're just getting pummeled by Israel or what happened in Iraq for the last 20 years. But we're all like, well, that's not us. Do, 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 do. Thank you, troops. Thank you. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't be able to watch Monday Night Football. So thank you for your service. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because uh, uh, the people in Iraq don't want you watching football. That's... It's your own governments that take away your rights, not these boogeyman terrorists. No, no other country takes away the rights of America. Are you crazy? But hey, yeah. that's and that's the indoctrination. That's the propaganda because you think you're watching football, but what you're watching is the messages they want to shove at you. Football's why you're there, and what do you get? Kaepernick kneeling, BLM, support the troops, support the troops. How do you yeah. support the troops but not support war? You can't. But people don't seem to, you know, think yeah. about that. And I'm not trying to disrespect troops or anything. They think they're doing the right thing. It's it's honorable. It's super brave. If you really believe it's the right thing, I just don't believe they're doing the right thing. That's right. And I think that might be that expl that explains why a lot of troops come back from their service and they end up having lots of depression. Lots of them end up killing themselves. You know, they're not really supported when they get back. They just get used and abused. Um, yep. They're trained to think they're doing the right thing, which. I can't blame someone for wanting to be patriotic and stand for a country that they believe in. That's awesome, right? But in the, the reality is, is that it just it, it, it turns out when they get there that maybe they're not fighting for what they believe what they believe they're fighting for. Totally you know? not. I, I've uh, talked to many uh, retired soldiers, tons of them, and uh, none of them seemed to think they were fighting for freedom over there once they were there. You know. They would, like, bomb buildings, I'm told, in Iraq, and then the U.S. military would get the contract to rebuild them. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So not only that, you're selling them weapons, too, so there's someone to fight with. You, you know, you need a, an opponent to even have war. And it seems like the same people, the, uh, the world banksters, 
uh, they've kind of funded both sides of every war in history. They're the ones pulling yeah. these strings, and um, yeah, it's it's tough. But uh, what was what was but, the country that they were just pulling out of? And um, Iraq. Yeah, it was Iraq. Yeah, and so they left like eighty billion worth of weapons there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was an accident. It was an accident. Yeah. Well, yeah. well we thought it'd be cheaper. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. But I can't I can't speak my mind on Twitter or Facebook, but you think it's cool to leave fucking tanks and shit there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's not dangerous. Is that real or is that propaganda? That's another question. I try to ignore all this because if you think about it logically, right? Like the story is they're so pissed off that they blew up the towers and then they're infiltrated for 20 years getting shot in the face and that whole time they're not pissed off enough to fight back and then you leave 80 billion worth of weapons and nothing's happened since yeah i don't know bro <laughs> that seems like a little far-fetched yeah the storyline doesn't really add up and i mean it doesn't add up from the beginning because all the families that are the main families like they, they knew each other beforehand and they're like shaking hands and having deals <laughs> and yeah, then the all next... kinds of pictures of them together <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. i mean and that's that's what I mean. Like people need to kind of wake up because they're not exploring everything. They're just being spoon-fed the narrative, the headline. Most people won't even get past the headline. They'll see a headline, not even read the story. And yeah. you know, the story generally is controlled too. It's it's propaganda. Um, we'll play you some clips. Maybe not this episode. Maybe, uh, but there's you know guys that have spoken out on this that were experts in propaganda, uh, KGB agents from Russia. Where literally this guy, Yuri, who I, I'm fascinated by, he lays it all out, but he's like, people think Russian spies are like James Bond. He's like, no, fuck. All we do is lie. That's all we do. We just lie to you about everything. Yeah. Not one fucking thing we tell you is true, and you'll never know the difference ever. Like, that's all it is. Just all they have to do is keep lying, and a couple generations later, you're fucked. I, I think that we, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get one of those clips play, playing, maybe even right now. But... Uh, it's true, right? Like you watch these guys, there's clips from these guys in the 70s and they want to infiltrate all of North America because the way you destabilize a society, they say, well, basically they have to teach them everything opposite. And so, you know, um, it's like thinking that, you know, I'm bleeding, so I win the fight, you know, like it's, it doesn't make a, a whole lot of sense um, on how we're taught things completely backwards. What do you think? What was the first thing that you kind of realized was upside down? Um, and maybe you got into this a little bit. Um, what, on this whole journey, when you started realizing maybe the world isn't exactly what it uh, is cracked up to be. Uh, well, it was definitely 9-11 when I woke up because, it, I mean, we're in Canada, right? We have this outsider's perspective. So sorry if I'm offending anyone here. But from our perspective, and this is still mainstream media news constantly, I'm in high school, they roll the TV in because it's such big news. I, I know that jet fuel can't melt the building just because of what it's made out of. That's science. Trust the science. Uh, I know that the black boxes are indestructible, but they couldn't find them. And they found the guy's passport, and somehow they knew that that guy was the guy flying the plane, and hours later they'd already infiltrated. But most importantly, when I asked questions like that in class, I was called into the hallway, and my teacher said, look, Dave, I'm not telling you you're wrong, I'm not telling you not to think, but I am, I've been told that we can't talk about this in class. But I'm like, well, that's all we're talking about in class. It hit me a little bit later, but what it was is you're not allowed to challenge the narrative. Like the school board had already been instructed 
whether this was on the day or the day after, I can't remember, that was a long time ago, but it was that close that there will be no challenging the narrative. In another country, in a high school, it had already been passed down to those levels of government to control the narrative. And I started realizing that the media is a weapon. It's not real. They could tell you the real news. Maybe sometimes they do. Like your local news might have a couple stories that are real, but then they hit you with some national bullshit, fear campaign, or a new drug. It's always a new drug, haven't you noticed? And no one will say anything bad about these drug companies because they're paying them a shit ton. These teleprompters are for sale. They're for sale. And if you do business with people, it's a conflict of interest to shit talk them. It's like it's pretty simple business. You're not going to say this Pfizer vaccine's very dangerous. The news is presented by Pfizer. <laughs> no, that's not how it goes, but that is what the news is presented by. Government and drug companies, and that's also government. It's just presented as independent companies, but anyone that believes that's out of their mind because the people that own them, that are the biggest shareholders, are in your government making laws. Laws that you have to buy the product that they make money off of. How convenient. How convenient is it that Lord Fauci is a majority shareholder in Moderna? Jeez, I I wonder if that's lucrative for him to pass laws and talk about mandates and shit, right? And that's a whole nother episode because the word mandate yeah. isn't what you think it means. That's not conflict shit. of interest at all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it is like yeah. the levels of corruption are just... They're, they've gone so far it's insane like first of all the government has an agenda as a whole and then all these pieces of shit puppets they know they can get away with anything and then they create their own agendas they're doing insider trading this and that and there's just like a web a disgusting web of corruption where you can't even see where it starts or ends just assume it's all corruption and nothing is so what whatever happened to drain the swamp you know <laughs> is you that tell me my uh, opinion on it is to give us hope. Okay, right? Of, Trump of was in, and then he was gone, and everyone was happy. Yay, orange man bad. Well, now they know how shitty it is, but it's like, don't worry. Trump will be back in two years. Just sit tight. The courts mm-hmm. are handling it. Don't rebel. Yeah. Yeah, Me- sure. Meanwhile, they're collapsing the entire financial system and everything that we know, love, and care about. People are shutting down businesses they've had for 20 and 30 years. They can't put food on the table. The supply chains are all completely messed up. Yeah. And oh, but totally. it's but it's not the government doing it. It's COVID. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> COVID. Because literally at this point, like, I know at the start everyone was scared. I wasn't, but I'm an experienced conspiracy theorist. Okay, I knew not to be scared of this. But now. Man, even guys that are double vaxxed are hitting me up in the DMs like, man, this is some bullshit, you know? Like, I think people are, like, fully aware of it. That doesn't mean they'll fight it, but they're, they they get it now. And it, yeah. I'll tell you a little story. Trump ain't going to save you in two years, okay? Trump is this piece in the puzzle for you to have hope. Because if you don't have hope, then you rebel. But as long as you have hope, you'll chill out. It'll help you stay calm. And as you're calm... They're raping and pillaging your country. They're printing money, devaluing your currency, destroying your economy day by day by day. I believe in Canada, it's something like over 500 million a day is printed and borrowed. Oh, For what? Yeah. It's insane. That This is the biggest bank robbery in the history of the world. And they're distracting us with the boogeyman. First, we had a war on terror, an invisible enemy. Now it's the war on a disease. I mean... Yeah. Well, it, it's weird... 
Um, you know, when we were talking before about predictive programming, you think like when I started when the Hunger Games movies came out. I don't know how you felt, but I knew instantly when I was watching them. I was like, so this is what they're planning to do. Oh, <laughs> you know, what yeah, I, I've never seen it. Oh, you never seen the Hunger Games? Oh, yeah. Well, and Tell it, me about uh, it. it's funny, like you know, President Snow, as they say, you know, and we can put a little clip. You know, he, he has um, exactly that line. It's like hope. You know, it's what keeps people from rebelling. That's why they do the whole Hunger Games because there's a hope. You know, in the in the end of it, you have to have that. Oh, hope okay. Yeah, totally makes sense. Yeah. And like I'm not I'm not hating on Trump or whatever. I just I think they're all in the same club playing different characters. Um, Trump hired Fauci, okay? That was his doctor. Trump pushed this vaccine, Operation Warp Speed or whatever with the military they talked about, and then he just see you later. I'll let this guy who's presenting yeah. himself as someone who's demented take the fall for this. Uh, and that's that. <laughs> Whether he comes yeah. back or not, I, I personally don't see this getting better until people have had enough. And by had enough, I don't mean stop taking jabs. I mean, like, we have to literally kick someone's ass, basically. This isn't going to end until there's, like, an actual war. If the bully is making all kinds of money and progress and they're getting what they want, they're not just going to stop, you know. No, um, it, totally not. It's Especially a psychopathic reality they live in. Yeah, like, <laughs> I hate to say it, but in history people had to die okay to to get freedom and um we're not quite there yet people are waking up but they're not ready to die for freedom i am personally i don't want my son growing up in some socialist communist bullshit with no rights unless he injects himself and i'll tell you for sure one of my favorite quotes is there is nothing more permanent than a temporary government program and i can tell you right now yeah. if we give them the authority to decide what we inject in ourselves uh in exchange for rights that's never going to change, ever. There's no, there's no going back. I still can't bring water on an airplane, okay, since 9-11. They make you throw it out at the metal detector, right? Think yeah, about it. you got to buy it on the other side. Still, yeah. nothing's changed, and nothing is going to change with these QR codes and passports and the government's right to inject you in exchange for rights. Whether it's about this disease or that disease or a new boogeyman later, that is going to be normal, and I can't allow for that. So, yeah. I'd rather die uh, than accept it. That's just me. Fuck it. Well, no, I, I completely agree because, I mean, look at all the infrastructure that they've built. And even Australia, they're like, oh, well, we've built this all. So, even if everything goes away, it's not like we're not going to use it. It's like, really? Oh, so now you're going to use it for what? You know, um, now they have all these camps and they have all this um, yeah. tracking technology and everything that's going to be able to, you know. It's here <laughs> completely too, Completely you know, tighten up your reality and, uh, and it's not going away. That, it, no, I, I don't think so. It seems like a, a global takeover. If I'm being completely honest, I think this will be, uh, I think it'll be pretty bad. I hope I'm wrong. No one wants to be wrong more than me. I don't like being right about this doom and gloom shit. I just, I know my enemy and um, I'm kind of aware of what they're up to. And they say it took 212 weeks uh, to go from the first restrictions to like full-blown dictatorship uh, during World War II, like the Hitler administration. You know, inch by inch, they slowly took things away like, oh, well, Jewish people can't eat in this restaurant, but don't worry, there's other restaurants and you can't sit on this bench or go on this bus, but the, don't worry, there's other benches to sit on. Uh, and inch by inch, that's what happened. The Holocaust happened, inch by yeah. inch. 
Um, well, that's how you eat it. That's how you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. Yep. Yeah, dude, totally. <laughs> and that was all done under like a medical dictatorship where they made up this baloney that Jewish people carry a disease and it could infect everybody else. So they had to take them to health camps and they had to give them shots and yeah. remove them from society. It's the same playbook. And we're at, uh, I believe, week 92 or 3 right now of flatten the curve. Um, yeah, so we're not quite halfway to Nazi Germany yet. But week 2 times 40. Yeah. yeah, just crazy. Because um, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. I know we're all over the place here. I know going forward, we'll have more of like a, a topic to explore, but we kind of don't really yeah. know what we're doing. We just got to get the conversation going, the podcast started. Um, this is more of an introduction. That's right. Today's a brain basically, right? <laughs> I mean, you're going to be getting yeah, this today's kind a, of stuff, a brain dump. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm just. I'm supposed to be on track, but I can't be on track because there's just so much going on in my mind. I don't know. But uh, if you want to get us back on a track again, please do. Uh, that's yeah. not what I'm good at. Well, the problem is, is that when you start talking about what we know and what is real, it, every single subject has so much, even included in health, right? Like how, what we think health really is, is completely upside down on its head too. Um, I've had good experience with some uh, homeopathic doctors. My wife has one she loves. Um, completely different than a medical doctor. If you just think of that term, medical medicine, uh, and what do you learn? You learn about what medicine to give. Every time there's a problem, there's a medicine solution. Um, and basically, you just become a legalized drug dealer uh, after reading the big pharma curriculum for six, seven, eight years or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, the, the real good ones find cures, not band-aids. As we know, most drugs don't cure anything. They just take away the symptoms. But that doesn't fix the root cause. It doesn't fix the problem. It doesn't make you healthier. Um, it just masks it. Yeah. And if you just mask it, then you're a repeat customer because you have to keep masking it. So if you suffer from depression or anxiety, the pill doesn't fix you. You have to keep taking it. And it just basically... Uh, for lack of a better understanding, kind of just turns off that part of your brain that makes you anxious. <laughs> you know, you're just, you, you're doing stuff like that rather than fixing the, the cause. Um, and yeah, if you could figure out how things work and you want a cure, that's completely different than standard medicine. And you can see why they come after people like that. Because they're in control of it. Uh, pharmaceutical industry is pretty big. Really big. And it's, it's very, very political very political well when there's a lot of money at stake right like uh it's amazing which they really uh, if you really get down to it you don't need that much money to stay healthy um <laughs> but they've found a way to just pump so much into it and then just skyrocket the price of everything because then they have it and they can create scarcity and it has to go through fda it has to get approved it has to do this has to do that and then yeah. uh, everyone wants to make their cut i would imagine that if you just knew a little bit of stuff and had no money, you would actually be much healthier uh, with just planting some seeds in a garden and cooking things old school instead of oh. in a microwave with radiation and yeah, killing we, all the nutrients and wait, stuff. Wait, wait, like, we shouldn't radiate all our food before we eat it and change its composition? <laughs> I haven't used a microwave in, in literally like 20 years. It's just so logical. Radiation kills everything. That's why it's used for chemotherapy, because it will kill everything. And if they can just kill 
Just enough to stop before they kill you, but kill the cancer, then it's a solution. And everyone knows cancer sucks and F cancer this and that, but in reality, that's another thing everybody knows is cancer is bad. Um, my experience going down the rabbit hole is it's actually good. It's your body's solution to the problem inside it. So it takes the toxins and it, it vacuums them into a tumor, which is like a vacuum bag of the toxins. So that's how your body keeps itself alive. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. cancer like it's a it's a solution and people think it's evil um yeah. the reason you got cancer is evil it's the toxins in your body it's the issue in your body yeah. and so that's your body trying to fix itself um and then you go to the doctor and they're like holy shit you got a tumor we better kill this we better kill your vacuum that's sucking the toxins out yeah so it spreads um, everywhere <laughs> yeah so that's another thing we can do a huge deep dive on but look it's this is called everybody knows because it's exactly things like that. And we're going to challenge yeah. your beliefs and uh, we're going to go down some paths and we're going to explore whether it is something that's true or false. And if you really know what you know, I guess, right? But I guess, you know, and maybe we'll approach it like this, you know, a topic that everybody knows like, hey, cancer is not curable, right? Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> curable. <laughs> it's very curable, and many people have been killed for spilling the beans on that. But yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's very beatable, and yeah. it requires no medicine. How about that? Yeah, it's free. exactly. No, that's we'll impossible. Go down, we'll go down that rabbit hole. I've never had cancer, and if you have family members that have, I apologize for sounding insensitive to it. Um, yeah. It's just we're not taught the proper things, and why? Because it doesn't benefit the powers that be if you're beating cancer or healthy. They need us yeah. dependent, sick to be repeat customers, and all the rest. It's hard to yeah. control a, a free and healthy society. <laughs> it's very hard to control and manipulate them. Yeah, if they're stronger um, than you, <laughs> you got to make them yeah. weaker and dumber. Uh, I'm not saying that we're all weaker and dumber. There's definitely some smart ones out there. And if you're listening to this, you probably are on the right path. Um, yeah. Because you're at least exploring, like, hey, what else is out there? And, you know, who are these guys talking about, just rambling on about a thousand different subjects? But uh, you'll find... I'm a complete maniac. (laughs) Yeah. An open mind is at least a mind, right? Like, you don't really have a mind if it's not open, in my opinion. You just have programming in you. It's part of the community uh, of mind, the cumulative mind, right? Yeah, Um, right. You're operating in the box, like, you learn about everything you operate inside a box whether you're investing and you're a yeah. professional investor you you operate inside a box and somehow you missed amazon for the last 20 years because it was oh well, it's a little overvalued yeah <laughs> like you yeah. couldn't possibly see e-commerce coming i didn't have to go to school to spot apple when the iphone came out or amazon or tesla or any yeah. of this shit you know yeah. but they're all right. overvalued why would the fucking schools want you to figure out how to be rich? Then you can free yourself from the system. Yeah. Being financially free is like the worst thing for them. And so when you go to financial school, they put you in a box. That's right. Well, you have to remember too that the people that are teaching you those classes, people who are actually financially free don't want to spend time in a classroom teaching people how to be financially free. They, will, they got free go. so they can be free. So who are you learning yeah. from? You know? And, and that's something I do now. I'm not a financial advisor. I don't give financial advice, but I do explore taking care of your own finances. I share my portfolios and all my moves in real time, and I explain why I like things, you know? And 
Because I, I believe that if people figure that out, they will better themselves. They can retire early or at least wealthy. They can take care of their kids. Uh, simple compound interest. I mean, most people think they understand it, but they don't really. Like, did you realize, like for my son, I buy him $250 worth of stock every month. And I'm going to do it for two years. So I'm going to give him six grand in his first two years of life. And at a 15% annual compound growth rate, by the time he's 55, 60, that's a couple million dollars. Yeah. Why do you need a job with good benefits and a retirement program and the government will take care of me when you can buy your fucking freedom for pennies on the dollar today? Yeah. Start them young. Pay it forward. That doesn't mean buying a coffee for the dickhead behind you at Tim Hortons. It means yeah. setting your kids up properly. Yeah. You pay know? yourself and first. teaching right? others. Yeah. Pay yourself first. Pay your kids <laughs> you know, yeah. for six grand, if I can turn him into a millionaire when he's 55, 60, then yeah. it's a no-brainer, man. It's an absolute no-brainer. Unfortunately, with inflation, that'll probably get him a chocolate bar. Yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. If he buys crypto, it might be okay. Uh, well, let's see. <laughs> but for now, we'll see what actually ends up happening down the line. I, yeah, I get him that kind of stuff too, but basically just investments, and I know it'll yeah. compound to freeing him up. That's all. I, will, I don't want anyone in my family to ever have to be a slave to the system. So that's kind of my goal now. I was going to say too, like, you know, in when you traditional in traditional school, you don't find these people that are very successful or that fine because they don't want to live there. But if you look, if you lift your head out of that zone, there are so many people that you can learn from um, and they're willing to show you the way if you are willing to learn and listen to them. Uh, like Dave and like there's lots of people when you start looking around um, yeah that's how I learned YouTube and stuff people go learning yeah. on YouTube <laughs> like it's the second yeah. biggest search engine in the world okay yeah. <laughs> there's all kinds of information there you don't have to believe it but you can find good stuff you really can yeah you can learn anything true. you want to learn how to build a deck a fucking yeah. homemade pizza oven anything it's on YouTube yeah that's right if you need to make some skills right away go learn how to tape do mudigan taping online and go, yep. you know, charge X amount per square foot, and you got You start a business, and away you go. Make a hundred thousand yeah. dollars a year. Done. Like, right? It's it, you don't need to find a good job that's going to take care of you. You can take care of yourself if you want to be a responsible adult. And when you give yourself that responsibility, it's amazing how everything else in life just kind of starts working out for you, right? Yeah. Well, um, and that's one of the things too is when you start taking responsibility for what's going into you. That's important, um, and I think I was mentioning to you before. Um, one of the things that I'm starting to, I'm working with, like Zen Buddhist priest and some other people, and so one of the ways that we talk about the the world is that we're the your perception of the world. It's like the world is a mirror, and so why is it important that we take responsibility for the information and the knowledge? And why why are Dave why is Dave and I having this conversation? You know why are we talking about these things? Well, the reality is is that. Whatever we decide to put into our bodies, we own that. It's part of who we are. And that perception reflects into our experience. And that is the mirror that we get. So if you're sitting at home saying, man, I'm broke and I'm, you know, I don't like this or I don't like that about my life or I don't like the car I'm driving or my wife or my family, you know, maybe that's mostly a reflection of what's going on inside of you. And you can change that by putting the right information in. And you know, some of that comes from these kind of conversations. And if you want to be successful and make millions of dollars, people say, oh, it's evil to, to make money. It's not evil to make money, but you can definitely do evil things with it. <laughs> yeah, you know? I would say it's like the root of evil because it makes people do things they wouldn't do for free. <laughs> That's for sure. 
like destroying yeah. society what would you just wouldn't do that as a politician if you didn't have a benefit yeah if that's the problem right is like people are willing to do things for the financial gains or for the perks or for the glory of what they can get and there's all kinds of things that motivate people right it's like um it's for an edge against other humans because life we're taught to be competitive oh johnny bought a new house or you're living in mexico right now i would love to be living in mexico but like people go ah, i need that i need a bigger house i need a better car it's a it's like a crab in the bucket mentality yeah and if you can't join them you want to pull them down you know and yeah. you want to have that edge it's like you don't need an edge on other humans you just got to no. focus on yourself yeah and i i think that one of the big things too is like um people talk about retirement all the time and you know i'm not retired but i would consider myself free like if i didn't want to have to work right now i didn't wouldn't really have to work and i think dave's in a similar position where you know like he has a pretty good setup um and how do you get there like we're pretty young to be in a position where we have the amount of freedoms that we do you know oh totally um i, I took a chance i started saving money i prioritized being financially free over having a cool car mm -hmm. um and over lots of stuff i could have bought a bigger house i uh, got a cottage so i have a house and a cottage but the cottage was pretty cheap the house is it's nice but it's modest you know some of my friends have houses that are worth over twice as much uh yeah. i find that completely unnecessary especially yeah. knowing how the financial system works and like what's going to happen to interest rates after all this printing Woo, yeah. baby is that going to be something like it's going to be fucking uh. crazy man Back in the 80s is, in yeah. Canada, my parents had a mortgage that was like 9%, and they were considered lucky because my auntie and uncle had 18% on their house. Dude, a credit card on a house? Yeah, people <laughs> just like camped outside. Uh, and you see like that kind of stuff happened in Detroit not even that long ago. And um, man, if the, and it's not an if, in my opinion, I, and I guess I gotta be clear, like, it's not financial advice. I don't want to be talking about markets like I'm a professional, but these interest rates are going to hike, guys. Um, and believe me, if you maxed out your mortgage, you better start saving money or, or changing your habits because uh, if you just do a little bit of math and find out how much an extra 2% is on 500 grand or whatever, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot, man. Well, you have to realize too, it's like, um, people go to the bank and they say, hey, how much of, how big of a house can I buy? And they say, oh, well, we'll give you enough money to buy a $400,000 house, let's say. And then yeah. you're like, oh, cool, I can buy a $400,000 house? They're like, sure you can, we'll give you the money. But it's kind of like going to a car salesman and saying, how much do I want to pay for the car? Uh, because <laughs> yeah, can, you totally. can, sure, you can put that money down, but can you afford it? Is it really part of a, a long-term budget strategy? Is it actually yeah. worth it, you know? Well, they, um, they make sure you can afford it as of that day, but if anything changes in your life or the interest rates change or you lose your job because you don't want to take your eighth jab, um, remember, <laughs> you got to be responsible for yourself because the, the government's not going to help you. They'll bail out GM for running a shitty company, but yeah. they're not going to bail you out. No, That's a fact. GM still hasn't paid back that loan, by the way. Anywho. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, yeah, go for you it. Know, um, it's interesting though, they are building all these smart cities and I, I, I would imagine that, you know, if they timed it right, they might have enough smart cities where they can just say, oh, you know what, we have a, like, look at the ghost cities they built in China. You know, if they Crazy, do the financial yeah. system right, they'll say, hey, you know what, you can't afford your house, we own that now, but here, we'll give you this place you can live here. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what they're talking about, right? Like, um, uh, it's going to be like, um, oh man, I'm drawing a blank on the word when it's um, universal basic income. Oh yeah. And uh, yep. they'll supply your housing. Like, it sure sounds like all these old hotels that aren't being filled up and shit might become your new home. Yeah. Uh, after you lose your house. And right. don't worry, you don't have to go to work. Uh, here's $300 a month. Uh, yeah. And you'll have nothing and you'll be happy, according well, that, to the World Economic Forum. Yeah, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. And you'll eat the bugs. <laughs> yeah, bug protein and shit. And I know that makes us sound like conspiracy theorists. You wait till 2030 and see the agenda they start trying to push. That's going to be gross. But after this economic collapse, that'll be it. That was a huge wake up for me is that I actually printed out Agenda 21 and it's a big document about this thick. And oh, yeah. I started reading it with some people that lived with me at the time. And man, when you look at the movie The Hunger Games, it's like it's like they made the movie based on Agenda 21. And a lot of the things going on right now, it's all cut and dry right in the documents so yeah it's they they publish this stuff that's where people with tinfoil hats get their ideas yeah <laughs> it's published right. by the people running the world okay yeah. so that's why every conspiracy theory you've ever heard almost has come true because <laughs> they're not yeah. fucking theories <laughs> they're not <laughs> theories and these yeah. people don't deserve to be demonized as fucking retards because yeah. they're listening to the powers that be publishing their plans telling you yeah. you will own nothing and you will be happy shit i don't think i'd be too happy when you when you start uh digging into this stuff and people call you crazy it's dismissive you know like we wouldn't think that you're crazy you, you could come up with any idea and throw it our way and we might say well hey you know i never thought about it from that angle or we have this other perspective of it and maybe it doesn't quite fit in with what we're thinking we might challenge the ideas and challenge some of the views but Man, there's so many different... How, how do we know, really, what is possibly going to happen outside of the people that are making things happen and publishing it, like you said? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I mean, they're giving you a lot of clues and no one's, like, disputing it. So it's almost like they have our blessing. They yeah. do the, the Georgia Guidestones and say the population must be maintained at under 500 million. <laughs> they put that in a public park. Uh... What? Yeah. 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 Who paid People for that? People aren't upset about this. Yeah. Who paid for it? Why is it there? Why does it say that? That's a lot of population to lose. Will it happen? Maybe. Hopefully, yeah. it doesn't. Because yeah. that would reduce us to roughly a number getting close to that. Um, if this is horribly going to go wrong. Yeah. And I mean, the odds of me and you being around and actually having an audience would be pretty. <laughs> Which, We'd be uh, like the biggest show in the world, though, because everyone left would only be people that think like us. Yeah. So we'd be like the new mainstream. That's true. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Call me Dave Rogan House. Um, <laughs> we could name ourselves anything. Um, we could obviously go on forever and ever. I have no idea how long this is right now. Maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably end up having to chop this up and just put it into pieces. Might have to save some of it. Okay, not too bad. Okay. So it's like it's pretty much perfect. Is there any topic you want to wrap this up on, or at least no? I just want to. I think. Or? No, I think it's pretty cool. I think uh, today is a good time just to we do a date a brain dump, so we kind of get an idea for some of the flavors we're gonna have. We're gonna be able to go yeah. into almost every topic because there's so much um, falsity in everything that we know and learn, 
And um, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, if, if there's something that's assumptive that you're like, you know what, everybody knows that this is true and whatever you think that that is, that the masses might think is true, um, you know, hit us up, uh, send, send us a little, um, send us a, what you think everybody knows and we could dive in and see if, um, if what everyone knows is actually accurate. Is that true? Is there another narrative? Is there? A, is it possible? I would love some homework and some. Uh, yeah, like a perfect idea. So yeah, hit us up. You know where to find me probably because I'll be posting this on my Twitter. It's at Dave Millhouse. Yeah. Tell me I'm crazy. I don't give a fuck. But uh, check it out. <laughs> give me some ideas to explore. I'm open to anything. You could tell me the craziest thing that you're so embarrassed to say that you might actually think it's possible. Believe me, I've gone way crazier. Okay, nothing you can say would make me think you're nuts. Unless you tell me you think the news is true and the unvaccinated are all going to die from the boogeyman. Then I'll think you're crazy. But otherwise, (laughs) hit me. There's nothing you can say. There's nothing you can say that that would make me think you're nuts. I promise. Come on this journey with us. Let's open our minds a little bit. And uh, I don't know. I don't think we can stop the tyranny. But you might be able to to help your loved ones and whatnot. uh, kind of escape the chains uh that control us right yeah i agree at this point we need to focus on hey can we learn what's real and how can we apply things to our lives so that we can still live in as much of a paradise or a, 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 you know the best world that we can live in uh moving right. forward right yeah and I, I know you and i have both done that so we're gonna help guide you guys on the right path but, uh, I mean, we can't just spoon feed you. You know, you got to put in the work. You got to try to learn. You have to be open-minded. Um, and if you want to better yourself with an open mind, you, I think you're very capable. So um, thank you for tuning in to episode one of Everybody Knows. <laughs> and uh, hopefully we see you next week for episode two. Yeah, we'll see you next time. <laughs>